Welcome back to the Extra Cooler Show. Nick here. I am Extra Cooler, and I am here with Matt, Mike, and Jim. This week, we'll be breaking down the 1997 Royal Rumble match that over 300 Extra Cooler followers voted on. After our homework, we'll be talking about this year's Royal Rumble, and we'll be discussing who we want to win the men and the women's match. Uh, Guys, as much as I dislike Goldberg, which you all know, I'm just very happy that he's not in the Royal Rumble match. Uh, So, gentlemen... Let's let everyone know what's in the cooler this week. Um, I saved an El Segundo Broken Skull IPA just for tonight's review of the 1997 Royal Rumble. Anybody joining me? Cheers to that. I got one too. I've had this in my fridge for a uh, couple weeks, it feels like, and it it was burning a hole in my uh, beer drinking hand, but uh, saved it for tonight as we talk about Austin. So Nice. I've got a uh, delicious Honey Brown, which, like the Macho King after WrestleMania 7, was reinstated uh, by Genesee. So it's delicious. Very nice. I'm here with a Juice Bomb IPA from another one from a local brewery, Sloop. Back good to back stuff. for you. Back to back episodes. I like it. Yeah. It's good stuff. All right, here we go. It's episode four. We are breaking down the 1997 Royal Rumble match and uh, some things in my notes that I have. Uh, this year, uh, this Royal Rumble changed. The entries changed from 60 seconds to 90 seconds. Um, those of you that are listening, you probably already know this, but this is kind of the uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin show. And I absolutely love this era. I know I've said it before because it's like it's the turn from the new era to the attitude era. And it's that in between. I mean, proof of it is the edgy version of Todd Pettengill that you see earlier in the pay-per-view with the shaved head and the goatee. Uh, That just screams mid-90s to me. I would say this is like the very end, right, too. Like you said the turn. Like this is like right the – the, right before the Attitude Era begins. And I, the big sign for me is, well, literally it's the signs in the audience where a lot of these signs are still... I, there's literally a sign in the audience that says, WWF, wild, wacky, fun, which <laughs> a, few, a few months later, that you'll never find a sign like that. There's one that just says, you know, it just says Royal Rumble 1997. Like those signs are gone in a, a matter of months and it turns into all kinds of lewd and insane stuff in the audience. <laughs> and I think that, so this is like the end. And this is actually right uh, at my re-entry point as a fan. Nick got me back into it. Um, I remember... I reading about this in the magazines and, and uh, that he had in uh, the pay-per-view after this, I remember getting back into it. So this is a cool one for me to watch. And when you watched it back, there's over 60,000 fans. And uh, if you remember, like Jim said, he was getting back into wrestling. So uh, they, the WWF was definitely giving away tickets to fill the Alamo dome. And before we get into the match, we we have to talk about the promos that they cut throughout um, and and just the, the best one of the best promos of all time uh, cuts to the British Bulldog walking into the uh, the arena and he cuts the most bizarre promo of all time. I see what you did there. <laughs> um, he's going to win the Rumble because he's bizarre. It's just I, I don't know if he knew what bizarre means. I think he just throws a word out like he was just like 
doing this whole improv thing and he's like i don't know what to say uh bizarre fits it doesn't make any sense and i don't think he was listening to omc how bizarre in his uh ride on the way over that's maybe like the the best theory i've heard yet because there's no no theories on the internet about why he said this aside from the fact that he might be a drug maniac so and his brain is destroyed (laughs) by you know so but so omc how bizarre i'm into it i wonder if they even told him that they were gonna be asking him for a promo because he's literally walking in from the car right is, is that stage still got a fanny like, pack on yeah he's in a full uh canadian tuxedo as we call it right the full denim thing so he, yeah he looks he's not ready for uh tv i don't think yeah i wonder if that was staged or if that was like hey davy give me something <laughs> <laughs> yeah and he did he gave us, hey, a, he time, gave us a, time, a timeless moment <laughs> One of the best parts about any Royal Rumble to me is uh, Howard Finkel's introduction to the match. For some reason, this th- the rules being explained in 1997 felt way too long. And if you're watching the Royal Rumble and you don't know what this is about, um, maybe you should rethink things. <laughs> but um, the greatest line, I don't even know if he said it all the time, but we always said it as kids. And now let us find out. Who drew number one? I uh, mean, if you, I'm sorry, if you didn't imitate Howard Finkel <laughs> when you were growing up, if you grew up in the 90s, I mean, were you a yeah. wrestling fan? Nick, extra cooler here, actually has, does, he just did it. I think he kind of like half-assed it there, though. I've heard Nick do an, an incredible Howard Finkel. Maybe he lost his touch over the years, but you never to, know. used to do a killer Finkel. And, <laughs> and he definitely says, let's find out who drew number one. That's the best line. Fink is so good. Um, so but, uh, talking about this Royal Rumble, I always love it in a Royal Rumble when they have something else in the card or something else going on in wrestling that that translates into the Royal Rumble match. And this this Royal Rumble kicks off with Crush, who is now a part of the Nation of Domination not the nation of domination everybody knows um comes out with the, the rappers and just the whole crew of people um he's got the tattoo on his forehead he's got the braids in his hair he's fresh out of prison and, and then when he's in there ahmed johnson's music hits who the best part of ahmed johnson is his music um crush looks stunned to see him and that carries over from the feud uh, that ahmed has with the nation of domination You've reminded me. So this was Crush out of jail. This is what the gimmick was here. Yes, I, I forgot. I believe that. so. That that makes sense. Uh, how many times has he has he used the same name Crush with like a different gimmick? Oh, totally. Demolition, Kono yeah. Crush. Yeah. Uh, Crush with Mr. Fuji. Oh yes. Oh, I forgot. About and then that. I believe I believe he was in um, WCW at one point, right? Correct yeah, me if I'm wrong. Yeah, yeah I don't think he goes Brian like Adams. Brian Adams. As Brian Adams. Yeah. And then I think he returns to WWF with the nation. And, and then, then he later with the uh the white supremacist. Oh DOA, I mean. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> so what's what's a worse look uh on Ahmed Johnson? His knee pads pulled up over his thighs or <laughs> the armbands cutting off circulation above his bicep. Oh. Um, those things look like they're ready to pop like a pimple. I think I, it's the inevitable wedgie. That's the that's yeah. <laughs> well, you know, as Vince as Vince says in this Royal Rumble, Ahmed is so sick. <laughs> yeah, that's this. This can we talk about this ring attire? I mean, we started talking about it, but this is clearly a Vince thing, right? Like Vince, I think dressed this man up. 
Like it's, <laughs> I don't know. It's, it's weird. Like the, I mean, it's hard to even look at. Like I find myself like looking away from the screen when Ahmed Johnson's on TV. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's not just the wedgie. It's the other side too. There's a lot, there's a lot of, Oh, totally. There, you know? And as King, as King also points out, <laughs> Ahmed with speedo briefs. I don't even, I don't even know why. I think he just realized that he had a wedgie and, and figured, let me, let me, Give a nod to that. <laughs> I, I think the description of his arms and the triceps alone, they look like just peaks. Like oh, yeah. Peaks on a mountain, it, just to a point because of the uh, armbands. Are we not going to talk about his uh, breathe right strip for his <laughs> yeah. nose? Did he have that in I this match? I don't think he had it in the Rumble. I don't think he had no? it yet. He's no, always I'm... wearing that. Always. No, no, not in this Rumble. Uh, he guesses. But yes, you're right. I, that was an important part of the uh, gimmick at one point in time. <laughs> I was just going to comment that Nick is absolutely right. The best thing about him is his music. His music is awesome. Yeah. And a lot of the music from this era, from that transition period, late uh, uh, new generation, whatever they called it, Mm -hmm. it's very heavy on the bass. Yeah. Uh, I'm not going to sing it. I promise. But so in the beginning part of this Royal Rumble, it's as fans now, it's, it's very glaring how the clock is missing. Um, You know, the third entry is uh, fake razor and there's no clock. He just comes down, down the aisle and I'm totally thrown off by no clock. It seems no we're countdown. having technical difficulties. <laughs> it's so McMahon. fitting. It's so fitting for this character though, right? He doesn't deserve a clock. He doesn't deserve music. And he, totally he right. just gets booed heartily as he comes down. <laughs> like people don't even need the music. They, they know they, they can smell this guy and like he stinks so bad. You hear about like Vince being so anal about details and, and things um, behind the scenes that it's surprising that Vince, it takes him so long to recognize the fact that the clock is not working. Um, and also back then, the clock was so great because it was definitely like a camera pointed mm-hmm. at that Casio clock and it had like a little tremble to it. Um, yeah, it was because it was zoomed in way too much. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You can tell that McMahon is livid and they, they call it clock problems, but like you can just, you can almost feel him being absolutely livid and hitting the mute button that we all hear he has and talking to the guys in the truck and just, man, he, he, he must've been going insane for the first, what, six or seven guys didn't have the clock countdown. So it was definitely uh, an interesting part of the beginning of this rumble. Yeah, there's there, there's no like excitement in the crowd. Uh, very right. Yeah. It's very noticeable. Well, until Fake Razor, real name, I have no idea. <laughs> yeah, I don't know who that guy is. Yeah, I think he's dead. Yeah, because the other guy, obviously, Glenn Jacobs is Fake Diesel and goes on to have a great career. But Fake Razor, oh no, no, no. But he does the Razor taunt, right? He does the thing. What is <laughs> yeah. that? Tom Randy, is it? Yeah. And then the crowd goes nuts. They, they, he gets major heat and he gets. T- tossed out yeah so fast uh, it's gotta be a record (laughs) yeah it's it's amazing so um this 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 is like the beginning of austin um as i was trying to get jim and the other guys back into wrestling i was watching with uh, a neighbor and a very close friend uh al we called him aldo um after aldo montoya (laughs) and uh he and i were huge stone cold fans um we both had the austin 316 he's he's younger than i am and uh i can remember him being obsessed with stone cold and even at this stage where like when you go back and watch it the crowd doesn't they they don't like stone cold they don't 
really care for him at all. Um, this is the beginning of the turn. And uh, that happens at WrestleMania 13 with Brett. Um, but Stone Cold is so good. It's like right off. The, I forgot how fast right off the bat he eliminates someone. And then he starts doing push-ups in the ring. Um, and the, the infamous, uh, you know, GIF that's him in the corner of the ring on the turnbuckles checking his, his fake watch, uh, which is so good. Yeah, it's. I think it's amazing that the uh, this is a Texas crowd who is is booing him too, who is not behind him, and it just goes to show you that it really is the very tail end of the era previous to um, the Attitude Era. Yeah, oh, yeah. They- and how about the uh, so Austin that opening stunner and the trash talk to Phineas Goblin? That is my favorite when he does. <laughs> he just drops yeah. him and he gets down and does the head shake on him. It's so Absolutely. good. Absolutely. Jake uh, the Snake looks like he's about to go bowling. I think like he's got the. You can imagine like the snake Damon or whoever yeah. at this point is like his bowling bag. Like if he shows up to uh, you know a whatever AMF lanes, like, he looks like <laughs> even the the short clothesline looks like he's reaching for bowling alley nachos or something. Like it's he's not good here. At this so, point too, they said six Royal Rumbles for Jake, and that was the most that anybody had been in, which is pretty crazy. Six. That's like yeah. nothing now. Right. No, that's I had, amazing. I had that written down too, but Jake Jake comes in at number seven, and he slides the, the he slides the bag <laughs> with the snake in the ring, and Austin looks like he literally has to like jump out of the way from it hitting him in the feet, and then they're <laughs> squaring off and throwing fists and like two nobody feet cares away, two feet away from this bag, and I I don't know about you, but if I knew that was right next to me, <laughs> I would not have been able to concentrate at all. And finally, a ref slides in and grabs the bag and and uh, gets it out of the ring. But man, that one that one was something that I noticed <laughs> as a as a bizarre to, to quote Davy uh, <laughs> to uh, this little this little rumble here. Drink every time one of us drops bizarre. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, and it, we're not even. Gonna, it's not even uh, like a gold dust reference. The bizarre one, right? So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Can we wheel back just a touch? Bart Gunn comes in, right, and delivers like one of the worst famousers of all time. Like, I, 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 I don't know if Billy <laughs> Gunn was inspired by Bart, but it is so bad. And I almost, I watching Bart, um, I always, I don't know about you guys, I always feel bad about for wrestlers who have to wrestle in denim and jeans, right? Like, yeah, I don't know how they do it. I know. It's like, do you ever, you know, play hoops when you're younger and someone shows up in jeans and plays basketball or like, <laughs> You see someone in jeans at the beach. It's like you feel bad for them. That's how I feel about the uh, the wrestlers too. It's just like a sad, sad thing. Bulldog comes down and he slows Austin down. Finally, Austin's little short run that he has of just tossing people. Um, Bulldog comes down. They have a good back and forth. Um, they have a little bit of history. And um, number ten coming down as Doc Hendricks, top ten pick to win the Royal Rumble. Piroff, Piro, Piroff. Yeah, I. This is I. I still watch this back, and I'm like, who the hell are these guys that they put in this Royal Rumble? So, how about that entrance music, though, Nick? It's. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm gonna say it's one of your go-to phrases. It's so what the music is so. Come on, what's your line? So seductive. It's like. <laughs> <laughs> It's got this Spanish guitar. It's like, oh, it is. It is. 
Yeah, it's it's like a I, I was feeling feeling it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> <Better> off. <laughs> yeah, um, and so, then like immediately after him. Well, no, not immediately after him. I'm sorry because the Sultan with Iron Sheik comes down. Then we've got Mil Mascaris. Um, oh boy, you know, I'm sorry. Uh, Taroth came down number nine. <laughs> Mil Mascaris was eleven. Uh, as a kid, you're like watching this and. We only knew WWF at the time, really, maybe a little bit of WCW. Um, I don't even think we really knew about ACW, being the fans that we were. Um, And Mil Mascaris, you're like, who the hell is this guy? Another one of these jabronis? Yeah, he's got the trunks, you know, pulled up to his half-dollar nipples. Oh, Oh, man. (laughs) It's uh, And they tell you he's a movie and TV star in Mexico. And do you think he wears, like, the the Mil Mascaris gear when he's like in the movie. <laughs> Absolutely and, does. Yeah. Oh, totally. He shows up as Mil Mascaris, right? Yeah. Right? Uh, so, I think JR is calling this match because he's the only one who knows who these people are. Vince oh, yeah. and, and Lawler have no he, clue who they are. He calls Piroth the champion of champions. Yeah. <laughs> I buy it. That's Piroth with that music. I, I believe it. <laughs> so all these guys are triple A stars and obviously leading up to this this was the first event outside of wrestlemania 3 i believe that was in a dome and um they're advertising over and over and over again that they're going to hit you know seventy thousand people come up about ten thousand short but what um something to wrestle with was talking about is that these triple a stars were for the walk-up or for the guys that are the people that are coming and buying tickets day of yeah. and trying to draw more local fans into the building. So while all of us in the rest of the country, especially oh, up, totally. up in up in New York and up in the Northeast have no clue who these guys are, uh, it was certainly a gimmick and in, in, in trying to draw. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it's San Antonio, it's Texas, right? It's like a huge Mexican-American population. So it makes, it makes a lot of sense from a totally. business standpoint to like try and grab a different uh you know yeah (laughs) no 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 all right so we've got um a very skinny triple h uh with mr hughes correct right oh is his manager yeah is his manager um you know basically like a a prequel or a table setter for china if you will um and uh i don't have much to say about Hunter so Hearst this, Helmsley. Before, did, he had a, like a, a valet of the week for a long time, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes, he did. After that. Okay, so now yeah. he's shifted to bodyguard. Uh, because you'll correct, see right Sable uh, is already with Mark Merrill. Later correct, on. Right. Okay, yes, I forgot that he had her for a while. Right. And, uh, you know, after Triple H, we've got the stinking rotten brother. Yeah, you know, Owen is, Hart, yeah, as Vince did, calls him. Vince is over the top, as usual, with, you know, slobbering over the faces and just dumping on the heels. Like, is that really necessary as the guy comes down the aisle, his stinking rotten brother? I, I don't know. It, it, Vince bothers me a lot, and um, <laughs> especially in this match. Um Owen Hart kind of tricks uh, Bulldog, right? And tosses him out, right? Yes. And then Bulldog just throws a, a fit on the outside. And I like, you know, this kind of goes back to the whole I'm bizarre thing where he, I, I, you know, he's ostensibly he's English and he speaks the English language. <laughs> he's yelling, he put me out. He put me out. Like, <laughs> is that what you say when someone eliminates you from the rumble? Like, maybe he threw me out. He put me out. I, it just, I don't, he's, he's got put. some problems. It's very British. That's for sure. 
Yeah, okay, not, maybe maybe it's that. I don't don't you think he got stretched a few too many times down in the <laughs> Stewart in the dungeon or something like that? <laughs> Yeah. I think he's, he's stressed him too much. Yeah, Bruce, you, Bruce, you take Davey down and just stretch him. He's not going to win the Rumble. No. Because he's bizarre. Drink. Drink. Uh, so Goldust is in there. Who wants to tell me who comes out 15, gets us halfway oh, through the please. Rumble? Hit me with it. Hit me with it. What's his name? Cibernetico. <laughs> like I said earlier, JR is definitely only there because he's the only one who knows who half these guys are. <laughs> what is, what is, tell me what Cibernetico actually means. So he's, that's, uh, that's what they call the us. internet down in Mexico. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's Spanish for cybernetic, right? Just slap an O on it and you got Cibernetico. But what is, yeah, what does that mean? He's just on AOL a lot or something? Is that, is <laughs> that his gimmick? His screen name is Cibernetico. Bernetico 69 or something like that. <laughs> uh, and uh, and Milmaskeris makes an unpopular decision. Meanwhile, he oh. does all a favor by eliminating himself. So this is a fun one, right? So he goes and, and now uh, these AAA wrestlers are, are fighting and uh, he eliminates what, Piroth and Cybernetico, right? Uh but he, if you watch closely, and I watched this back. Uh, yes, I watched this more. <laughs> yeah, this, just this sequence, right? <laughs> just the sequence. So I watch it back, and he exits through the middle rope, goes to the top, and then does a flying splash off the top, right? Eliminating himself. Yes. So he climbs back in the ring, thinking he's not out of it, and then the refs come in and get him out. And he's like, okay. And then he just <laughs> yeah. walks to the back. But technically, he wasn't eliminated if you really pay attention. Right. <laughs> do you, very do you, good point. All right. So these guys are what do you call them, walk ons or whatever. Do you think they really know the rules, or like, is he just busting out his move set here? And, and they're like, you got to go now. You, you messed it up. <laughs> you're you're like, probably right. Get him out, right? Get him out of the ring. God damn it. Buster, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that flying cross body is probably his uh, his move, right? It's bread and butter. How about this? Nothing as a as a child watching this, uh, nothing upset me more than wrestlers not knowing the rules to the Royal Rumble. I'm like, uh, this is your job, man. It goes yeah. back to Macho Man in the '93 Royal Rumble when he tries to oh, pin Yokozuna at the end. What are you doing, you moron? Yeah, it, it drives me nuts. Yeah, that one's what a sad way to end that. Like you said, though, was. I, it was not. I wasn't sad to see uh, Mill Mascaris in his disco ball kind of outfit he had on. Go, and which that's a good, yeah, good, very good disco ball, description. Right? I kind of liked it, honestly. It was pretty sweet. The run of jabronis continues. That we had no clue who they were. As Here comes kids. my boy. Um, Here comes my boy. The Latin lover. Mm. Yeah. Did he have any other to, name besides the Latin? He was just the Latin lover. Just the yeah. Latin lover. No, it's not like yeah. Joe Latin lover. Uh, you know, whatever. And who? And right off the bat, who does he kick right in the keister? Right on the keister. <laughs> <He's>, <laughs> he comes in there hot, and he is putting the Usos to shame with all those uh, thigh slaps. Yeah. He did, oh, it's a great thigh slap. It's a <laughs> slap heard around the world. Baller said, Sable's got her eye on the Latin lover. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he does have a, he's got like a really sweet butt rock entrance song. Like it's like, oh. well, it's a, a Latin ZZ lover. Band. Yeah. ZZ band, like cover band, uh, ZZ top cover band, like sing does the song. It's terrible. One of the worst themes I've ever heard. So, so Farouk's in the ring 
uh, at number 18. And, uh, you know, going back to the beginning of the match, the feud continues. Ahmed comes down with about like a 12 foot long two by four. And he is trying to spank Farouk out of the ring. It is easily six feet tall. This yeah. two by four. It's, it's like, so long. It's it, so unwieldy. He can't even swing it properly. Yes, <laughs> that's exactly what I thought too. He comes down swinging this two by four. Who and the it, hell yeah. gave it to him? So awkward. It puts it, here, it, Ahmed. It, 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 it money is. Get out there. It, Sorry. Puts Jim, it puts Jim Duggan's two by four to shame. That's yeah, no doubt. It, More like I, a I, eight by ten. <laughs> I was actually kind of disappointed with this run-in because I wanted to see more of a Stone Cold Farouk brawl. I don't. That's a kind of a cool yeah. thing of like these two kind of badass guys. Right? <clears throat> like, I don't know, Farouk. I feel like Farouk was not utilized right his entire time, especially early on. We still, oh, yeah. oh right still before this, good. with that little like blue helmet, yeah, sunny like, manager. He's like a, he's tough, you know. Like he, yeah, he can at least former world champion. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, WCW, right? Right. But, um, yes. I, you can't imagine like they never put him in a proper proper title program in WWE. I, even if he wasn't going to win, like you could have seen him contend or oh, at least totally. like, show up in a main event here and there. I know he's in like one random one against the Undertaker, which we should probably like put on the uh, <laughs> put in the homework the, list. Yeah, put on the homework list because it's just a <laughs> random match like Farouk and Undertaker for the title at, in, in your house. I feel like this is really where you see kind of the, the the wheels come off a little bit on the production side. I feel like there's lots of bad camera work in, yeah. this, in this whole Royal Rumble. And to me, this one was a big one. And the cameras are following Farouk and Ahmed because we, we forgot to say it earlier, but Ahmed was eliminated as he jumped over the top rope chasing after Farouk oh, in yeah, the very yeah, beginning. Yeah. So now this is the payback and yeah. Ahmed comes out to get Farouk. But while this is happening, the cameras miss Austin eliminating both Owen Hart and, um, and Mark Merrow at the same time on the opposite side of the ring. So now you've got Austin in an empty ring again, uh, after Savio comes down and he gets eliminated real quick. So, uh, you know, this is now going back to another run of really making this the, the Austin show again. Him and Savio had some history back then too. They had like strap yeah, match. Strap match. <laughs> you know, it was a really good I, match too. I think Savio mm-hmm. Vega is incredibly underrated. I find like I think that guy. I think really, so. He takes great bumps. Like he's the kind of guy like you could have seen like throw the intercontinental on him just for a minute and like see what happens. I don't know. He's yeah. he's always fun to watch and especially against the Stone Cold. He takes a great bump from Stone Cold here. I don't know. He's entertaining. I think he was another. What's your favorite guy. Savio gimmick? Was it Quang? Quang, yeah, Quang. That's <laughs> yeah. Who comes up with these names? Vince McMahon, obviously. I, I know, yeah, you're a, <laughs> you're a Quang. I can imagine, it, yeah, spitting green mist. So, yeah. uh, so after Savio, we've got uh, the new Double J, Jesse James, and uh, this I guy, it, man. I think this sequence is fun. I, I think this I guy agree. Is, is so good in short bursts. And uh, I don't, you know, you never want to watch like a road dog singles match that goes on for like more than 10 minutes. But like <laughs> this guy in short bursts, he's so kinetic. He moves fast. And it's, it's, I think the reason why the outlaws are so good. I'm, that's not a like a bold statement or I think because Billy Gunn sucks, but like he, <laughs> whoa. He's so good on the mic and he's good at little bits. Like he's, and not- he's also, he's also just like a fluffy looking guy. His body is like a pillow. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He's got like no muscle mass. To tattooed, him. P- tattooed pillow. <laughs> yeah. Um, and number 21, 
hitman's music hits, this is where things, you like set, you said, gets fun. You got to um, stage first, right? Oh. So Jesse James goes out pretty quick. Uh, I mean, he gets a couple of a couple of shots in, but then this is the second meme of the uh, of the '97 Royal Rumble, as Austin is huffing and puffing alone in the ring again. Goes up to the sit on the top rope, and then that guitar wang comes through for uh, for Bret Hart, and he throws his hands up on his head, and oh my God, here comes Bret Hart, and that's, yeah. That's it's so yeah. good. And and when you think about it, the fact that they were given that that 90 seconds alone in the ring is so good because they deserve it. Um, they didn't need anybody else in the ring. Um, they just they go at it and it sets the table for one of the greatest WrestleMania matches uh, of all time. I think this is the best rivalry of all time. I think I think say what you want about Michael Brett. I think those guys, the fact that they don't like each other is a problem. It kind of takes a bit away from it. Um, yes. These two like clearly know what they're doing and like understand how they mesh. And it's just incredible. And I think it comes at the perfect time where it's the end of this hero era. Right. And it's kind of just like eroding into the anti-hero era. This rivalry would wor- have worked in any era, right? Like, you could put this 10 oh, years ago and it's now. it's amazing or 10 years later and it's amazing. But at this point where things are just changing, it's perfect. Yeah. Um, and as serious as, as serious as Hitman Austin is, then you have a spot in the Royal Rumble that is now a pretty classic spot um, that we've seen redone, but I love it. Um, Lawler's music hits and he's ready to go. He takes everything off. He hops up there. Boom. He starts a sentence it and takes a king. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. What is the quote that he says? It takes a king. <laughs> goes and then in goes there. up. Yep. And gets popped gets out uppercut. by Hitman. <laughs> and uh, to Noah King, he puts his headset back on. He's all winded. <laughs> He's great <laughs> here. Yeah. I, I love that they play that gimmick or, or King plays that gimmick for the rest of the Royal Rumble. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's so <laughs> good. Vince goes, did you even, did you know that you were just in the ring? And King's like, what? (laughs) Later on, King is talking about it in kind of the like 27, 28 time. And he goes, I'm going to enter this thing next year. And it just, it it popped me the entire time. I'm not even tired. (laughs) I just, I'm never, I'm never really a Jerry, the King Lawler fan, especially, I mean, his, uh, his shtick from back in the day doesn't really age well. Puppies. Uh, Yeah. He's funny. I I, like this was really good. Yeah. Funny when he's like, yeah, like you said, some of it doesn't age well, of course, but like this kind of stuff, he's funny. Like he was, when he replaced, you know, he was like the closest thing. I know this is like uh, sacrilegious to say, but the closest thing you get to Heenan, like, is oh, he's totally because he, he's witty and he's quick. He's very yes, yes. Until uh, we get to the puppies era, yeah, and then uh, but, Waller. Yeah, I mean but, that was yeah. It is what it is at that point. Yeah. So we've got at twenty three fake Diesel, who oh, at baby. the time we were like, what is going? Another guy. We're like, why? Why is this guy in here? But looking back at things, it's pretty crazy because. This guy, Kane, Kane, Glenn Jacobs, no matter who he was, Isaac Yankum, fake diesel, he has the most awkward, like, like hobble down to the ring. Like, it's like a swaying back and forth. Um, you know, this is when Jim Ross brought back fake diesel and fake razor, but they called him razor and diesel the whole time. They, it's <laughs> the whole gimmick is so bizarre to look back on. They went but for it, it. It's all a big middle finger to. Oh, totally. 
Did anyone ever like the Diesel theme song? Did people like that song? Yeah, Roseanne theme song. You mean? Yeah, it sounds like the opening to Roseanne. Like I imagine uh, Finkel's gonna be like, probably coming down the aisle, accompanied by Darlene. Like, <laughs> so I, I, unless you're a Roseanne fan, like I, that music was it grated on my nerves. Huh? Yeah. yeah, harmonica. Like I don't know, doesn't get me fired up for us. Uh, and I, I don't know about you guys. After him, Terry Funk. I don't. I didn't know who Terry Funk was. I'll be the first to admit it. In 1997, at this era, at this stage of my life, while I was watching wrestling, I did not know who Terry Funk is. Yeah, didn't um, care. He, he mixed in as, you know, just another one of those luchas. Um, and they tried with him. They tried uh, putting him in the promo packages. You know, they gave him a backstage interview beforehand. He's sitting there talking like this. Oh, they, they gave him a live <laughs> mic on Shotgun Saturday Night. Yes. And caused some controversy there. <laughs> I like him now, like looking back at it. At then, then I'm like, who the heck mm-hmm. is this? But now yeah. it's like this. Wow, wow, this guy looks like uh, he's drinking beers at 9 a.m. and he's like, <laughs> he looks like someone that he looks like he's like a bar fight come to life, basically. In 1987, he looks the same way he looks right now in 2021. It's incredible to think, you know, he's he's around for a while after this, right? He's Chainsaw Charlie, and then he's yeah. uh, he's with mankind. He, yep comes to the aid of mankind a year and a half later at the uh the king of the ring when when mick foley gets tossed off the top so he's this is like the beginning of a a, a bit of a run his probably longest run in wf i would imagine unless there's something totally yeah another one of those texas legends and that's why they brought him in right yeah. um after him rocky maivia the blue chipper um you know, this is, again, this is really cool to watch what's going on uh, and what's happening in the ring. At the time, we thought nothing of it, um, but it's pretty funny to see Rock come in and then right after it's it's Mankind. Yeah. Um, and and I, I just hearing Mankind's music, I've got to say, uh, Mick Foley gets so much love for his Cactus Jack character. Um, even his like Mick Foley gimmick, you know, later on, but the mankind gimmick during this era, uh, with the intro music and outro music, oh, that is, music was is, good. Uh, he's like, so he's good. one of, he is one of the best mankind is one of the best heel characters. Um, I remember being like, this guy is crazy. Pulling yeah, his was, hair out. Yeah. It was off putting. Like I was I was too old to be scared of him, but I was scared. Right. Like one hundred percent. The mandible claw is creepy. Like everything about him. Like he he went all in on that gimmick. Wait, how about Vince selling Rocky Maivia so hard on the way in? And it, wow, what a shocking turn of events that the crowd turns on this guy that Vince is just like <laughs> slobbering all over. Like, Jesus, Vince, like, come on, man. It's amazing that he did it again. Like how many years later with Roman and how many different guys has he done it with? And he just doesn't, he does not learn no. his lesson. Oh, Flash, you are so <laughs> funky. Excellent, excellent job there. Um, we got Flash Funk, Vader, and Henry Godwin at 27, 28, 29. Hog. Flash Funk's another one of those names that's just, come on. You know, like I imagine uh, Vince in his office with Two Cold Scorpio, which is a much better name, right? You're. You're a flash funk. Like, come on, yeah. man. <laughs> you're going to come out with the funkettes and you're going to dance. Like, oh, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah.
And then I know I just did this the last episode, but I have to do it again. Uh, I, I'm, you guys ready for me to take a massive dump on the Undertaker? Oh, all right. Because <laughs> this guy, this guy is like known as getting number thirty in so many Royal Rumbles. I thought it was more than I counted, um, but I went back and looked, and, and you know, I'm going by the internet, so take it for what it's worth, but. In 1991, he was number 12, 92, 20, 93, 15, got eliminated. Thank you, Giant Gonzalez, for that one. Um, 97, this one, he was number 30. 2001, 25, 2002, 8, thank you, Maven. Um, 2003 and 2007, he was also number 30 in the Royal Rumble. Um, I mean, it's just, I, I don't know. You want to see him work more. Yeah, or I just don't want to see him in a Royal Rumble. <laughs> what happens yeah, when he comes out in the 2021 Royal Rumble, Nick? I'm going to shut it off I and can't, steal all of your money. I You'd be wait. happy, though, if he came out to uh, rolling, rolling, rolling. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. You know what, though? You, you're dumping on The Undertaker, so I'm going to take my turn and dump on your boy, Shawn Michaels. And it's about Vader, who was ruined by Shawn Michaels, right? This is a legitimate heel, and he's ruined by the worst of worst Shawn Michaels, 96, you know, 97 era. Like, man, like, did this guy really have to take such a dump on Vader? That guy could have uh, like, had some really good matches. Like, that Vader-Michaels match is good. And it is. Shawn has to be a little prima donna, you know? <laughs> it's true. It is yeah. true. There's a little, a little tease with uh, Hitman and Rock, and Rock is like gonna eliminate him and the crowd actually goes like kind of nuts for it um for a relatively quiet uh crowd oh, so look man rock i missed that that's yeah, like a cool it's, it's, oh, very, man. it's oh, very cool. very brief that's when I, that's um, a fantasy matchup i never even right about. yeah at the end um when looking back i couldn't help but think that we've got in the ring we've got the rock mankind vader bret hart Stone Cold, Undertaker, Terry Funk, and essentially Kane. Um, when you think about it, because and all those other guys were big, but we didn't really know who Terry Funk was, uh, and we didn't know what Diesel would become, and we, we didn't still know, know what who the Latin Rock lover is. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> and we didn't know what the Rock would become. Uh, so it's it's pretty great to see that that final eight now in 2021 uh and see what they've all become um you know at the end we've got mankind and and uh terry funk dealing with each other and they miss stone cold again i love when they try something new that they've never tried before and this was this was new and we've never seen it again the, the refs are dealing with mankind and terry funk on the outside of the ring after they're eliminated and they miss Brett eliminating Austin, Brett thinks it's all said and done. And uh, Austin sneaks back in the ring, eliminates Vader and Undertaker as they're going at it while Brett is eliminating fake Diesel. And then watching this back, I forgot how fast this happens. It's like, boom, Austin goes right to, to Brett, throws him out, and it's over. There's like a slight pause. Like maybe he's not going to be the winner, and then Austin's music hits, and, then and Austin gets out of town real oh, quick. He yes, he hand raised, and the music's playing, and he bounces. He gets out of there, and then 
I yeah. Will, Brett gets into the ring, and I will say one thing about Brett. The best <laughs> there is, the best there was, and the best there ever will be at throwing a goddamn tantrum. He goes <laughs> off in the middle of this ring, man, and he I... he throws a ref to the ground. He manhandles the other one. He goes mm-hmm. over to the announce table, and he grabs McMahon. He screams all up in his face, you're going to do something about this. <laughs> so I think that's like the first inkling we get. Yes, that Vince yes. is the owner. Yes, it is. Absolutely. It is. And uh, Crybaby Brett is the best era of Brett. He sells being being a sore loser so well that you think it's real. Oh, this is and, this and is I'm exactly sure it is. Why. This is exactly why I'm the the Brett hater of the bunch because <laughs> this is what I think of when I think of Bret Hart. I don't think of the best there is, the best there was. I think of the crybaby, and maybe that again. This is me teetering back and forth as I think about Bret Hart more than I ever have in the last. <laughs> Uh, I like it, that before this, Matt told he had five pages of notes on this match, and I bet you four and a half are about <laughs> this Bret Hart hissy fit. <laughs> you want to see him? <laughs> so the, the the breaking of the barrier, I highly recommend to anybody who's like a behind the scenes or like loves that that era and that idea of wrestling. Go back and watch because I I rewound it and watched it again. Watching. Brett go up to Vince, grab him, and, and you know, um, dropping f bombs too. This like wholesome character of the hitman, you know, he's breaking the barrier. He's asking what he's going to do about it, and we're like, what is Vince going to do about it? We all know Vince is the owner of the company, but you know, to everybody else, Vince is acting like he's just the announcer. Yeah, those f bombs and uh, you know, a lot of choice language. It's so you don't hear it, but you see it's so clearly oh, so mouth, clear. mouthed, uh, and it's like, whoa, Bret Hart's doing this. It's it was you know it's shocking. And, hey, and this is to commission you for something because hands on the hips, Bret Hart, <laughs> the best Bret Hart. So I'm going to need you to draw that. <laughs> yeah, you should do a whole like hissy fit collection. That would be, <laughs> give it, send it to stack. Oh, losing Greg. his smile. <laughs> Stone Cold, this is all while Stone Cold's music is playing on a loop, by the way, which is oh, just yeah. makes it even better. You know what's a good thing to go back and rewatch is uh, they mentioned it here is that um, Brett got screwed again. I forget the term they use, but the previous pay-per-view in your house, December, which is called It's Time, like Vader, it's time. Yes. And Vader's not on the card at all, so figure that one out. But um, uh, Brett loses because of uh, kind of a Shawn Michaels interference. Basically, Shawn gets up on the apron at some point uh, when he's doing commentary in a match. It's worth going back and checking out because it's just this is just a continuation of of everything that's going on with Brett. And it's a great story. And, you know, everybody knows what it culminates in kind of that Brett heel turn we get. Yeah, we we had a lot like it's it's funny looking back at this Royal Rumble. I don't think you look back at it as one of the best because of all the really random names in it. But as I said earlier, the way it ends, first of all, and second of all, the the last few guys that are in it just makes it really fun. Um, Jim said this earlier, how he felt like it went really fast. And I totally agree. Uh, you know, I, I remember w- feeling like there was a lot more luchadors than there really were. Um, but again, it, you know, how could you not love the way it ends? A little swerve, if you will. 
Yeah, and uh, how many rumbles have we watched where it's the final four and it drags and drags and drags? This is like, bang, it's over. And I don't even know if we've said enough about how good Austin is in this match. Like, he's incredible, right? He's very realistic. He is. I find it's not like the cheesy, like, oh, is he going to get tossed over the top rope? He's like doing tactics that, like, you would try it to avoid getting yeah, thrown over the top it's, rope. It's so, not quite a Austin driving a beer truck to the ring. Uh, you know right. What I mean, like he's mm-hmm. yeah, one thing I, I uh, in the beginning, we didn't talk about um, uh, crush is holding Phineas Godwin and Austin goes up uh, for like a double ax handle or something or flying clothesline. And uh, Phineas goes out of the way and, he hits crush. Austin yeah. does like a ah, whatever, uh, man. Like, <laughs> yeah, I hit one of you. It doesn't great. matter. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, so you're good. Talking about false finishes with uh with Austin. I'm gonna I'm gonna break out my notes here. Is that a really bad attempt at trying to get a sound effect out? No, it works. <laughs> no, you got it. Uh <laughs> but there were only six false finishes with Austin. And normally in a in a match where you've got a guy that lasts 45 plus minutes, you've mm. got a ton more. So that was one thing I was counting along the way was how many false finishes there you were. You mean like when he's on the like on the road right, about right. to get like, yeah. yeah That's he's good. like hanging on for dear life on the top rope. Yeah. And you you know, you feel like you get that like if you Probably yeah, right. I haven't watched that awesome. too in a long time. But if you think about like the Ric Flair one, he was either oh yeah, he was either sleeping underneath the corner or he was like having a quote unquote false finish and trying to get get out of there. But well, I think I think that has to do with like if you look at the stats from this, and you guys can look it up on Wikipedia, but we have it right here. Austin eliminates ten guys, right. and the next is just a tie for two. Is that what I'm seeing here? Yeah. Here? Yep. It's like nobody else had more than two. Seven way tie for two. Yeah. That was another, yeah. uh, another. How thing many did Pierre Roth eliminate? One. 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 He lasted 10 minutes and 32 seconds for uh, anybody that was interested. That's pretty, that's pretty long. Pierre <laughs> off. Then, he was powered by his seductive theme song. <laughs> so, so overall, I think, I mean, I had a good, good time watching, doing my homework this week. Uh, so make sure everybody, we're going to remind you at the end of the episode, but you're going to head over to extra cooler Instagram story to vote on our homework for episode five. So we're going to rate this match, this Royal rumble. I'm going to rate it and give it a three and a half cans out of five. That's, that's a pretty fair rating. Uh, not a bizarre rating. Drink. <laughs> um, but I'm going to go just for just for the fact you got Stone Cold exploding here. I'm going to give it a uh, a four out of five. Four. Wow. That's pretty good. I think I'm going to be a positive one here with you, Jim. And I'm going to uh, I'm going to go with with four Bret Hart tantrums. Out <laughs> Because that's how many pages of notes you have about the tantrum. Yes. <laughs> yes, okay. Exactly. That's that my makes, rating system. Okay, that that makes sense. Yep. I uh, I think I'm not as uh, high on this match as all of you guys. I'm only going to go with uh, three spot three. Uh, Why? Why? Um, Why? No. Too too many jobbers. You know, too many, too much Piroth and cyberneticos and Latin lovers. Cybernetico. Although you know what, I think we're really robbed. Um, of of you know what could have been with Pierre Roth, he could have joined DX like later on this year. Uh, yes. Pierre Roth doing the DX chop, you know. Yeah, it could have been Pierre Roth and Tyson going, and would have yes. been better than anything. Would have yes. been better than Tyson. Pierre Roth and Austin. Pierre Roth and Austin. <laughs> 
this time of year is the kickoff of WrestleMania season. And I really think that everyone's favorite event is the Royal Rumble. So I know there's a ton that's gone on over the last two weeks in both WWE, NXT, AEW, but let's just break it down and let's start talking about the Royal Rumble. And uh, I think it's important for us just as, as our core four here and our little uh, faction, the Royal Rumble at Jim's house in 2012 was a like quintessential time, I think, for at least our group and, and the four of us. So the Royal Rumble's got a really cool, special place. And this year will be no different. We'll have our uh, our gambling going on. We've got 10 guys. We'll all pick three numbers for both the uh, men's and women's and excited to uh, get that underway. And of, of course, uh, now we have the, the glory of Zoom so we can all be together and, and hang out. So I I'm excited for this one, but uh, we won't cover much else. Um, but let's talk about the Royal Rumble. Can I say that that 2012 one? That was a party. That was fun. It was a lot of fun. And I yeah. had Jericho, and I was so pissed when Sheamus. Sheamus. Yeah. I thought it was a shoe-in with Jericho to win it. And Jericho's my guy, previous mm-hmm. to current Jericho. But you're absolutely to piggyback on your point this is the best time of the year i think a lot of it for this group of friends too is uh not that we don't pay attention to wrestling the rest of the year but the nfl now that all of our teams are eliminated uh sorry jim yes um you know the the focus just shifts entirely to wrestling right here and it's the perfect it's the fact that it's a rumble right now is just boom i go right from football season to wrestling season the road to wrestlemania yeah baby hopefully no quarantine (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Um, so let's let's kick this off and let's talk about the well, we'll call it the undercard. Uh, so there's two title matches. And uh, first, let's let's get it out of the way, Nick. Let's talk about everyone's favorite Bill Goldberg going up against Drew McIntyre. This, this guy disgusts me. Um, he's so winded. He's so winded. I heard I'm busted open this morning that or yesterday's episode whatever it was um that bill goldberg's longest match ever was 14 minutes wow wow is that true that's what i heard and uh this guy he gave a spear and he's so winded he can't do anything i i am i'm gonna give a threat Vince, you're listening. I'm going to stop watching if Goldberg wins. Probably not true. But uh, but first of all, a, I mean, make an forget, about, <laughs> for, yeah. forget about Goldberg being so old and awful and 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 terrible. Drew McIntyre has been amazing. All right. Since winning that Rumble last year, he's been great. And not only has Drew been awesome, Drew McIntyre is the one that we should be thanking for Roman Reigns finally turning heel. Okay? So hear me out. Hear hear me out. I like this take. I like this. If Drew McIntyre never becomes what he is right now, that wouldn't allow them to give Roman this heel push. has nothing to do with Roman missing WrestleMania, but because Drew can take that, that prototype Vince McMahon, big man, WWE champion that allows Roman to not have to fill that role and to be the heel that he is right now and doing the best work of his career. 
Ooh, listen to this guy in this like butterfly effect thing here. This is that was good. Look at me, so satisfied. <laughs> I'm slow clapping. I had had that in that my was, notes two weeks ago. Oh, that was yeah. excellent. excellent. I dig it. I dig it. Well, I'm happy that we've got it. And but you really think they'll pull the trigger on on Goldberg here, or do you? Think I hope that, not. Yeah. His kid I, is waiting I, shirtless. <laughs> I've been I've I've said since day one when we heard the rumors of Goldberg, the only good thing about Goldberg versus Drew is that we don't have to worry about a Goldberg surprise in the Rumble. Yeah. I hope. Or yeah, because you can't like Goldberg winning the Rumbles. Uh, it, what's worse, Goldberg winning the title or Goldberg winning the Rumble? It's the Rumble, yeah. right? Like, I, yes. I I I think they're. I, I want to believe that they're going to Goldberg's here to be fed to Drew, right? Like I hope. And it boom bumps him up that much. Oh, that's that's good stuff. If if Drew can destroy Goldberg at the Royal Rumble, I think that just elevates Drew. There's nothing else that Goldberg offers. Nothing. This guy's this awful. This is a good opponent, though, for Drew as he's recovering. Yes, COVID, because now he's got no no wind, right? So he's only yeah. got to go three minutes. Yeah. So, right. Uh, it, maybe it's maybe it's a good thing. Right. Plus, we want worse. Matt. We want your boy to watch watch that Claymore on uh, Goldberg. I want to see. I want to hear about Hudson being excited. Wait, my my four year old man. I uh, we have a little treat for you at the end of this episode. I've got uh, I got a couple of minutes. I sat down and and we talked into the microphone as I explained it to him, and uh, we got a four year old's take on on the Royal Rumble matches. And yes, he is a true true Drew McIntyre fan with two <laughs> two different figures and running around and giving pillows the claymore kick and it's, it's quite entertaining. so we'll uh we'll so give you a treat at the end Drew is like lapped uh braun Strowman in the oh, yes. uh, hudson yeah. rankings so. braun braun uh, good. doesn't matter good. too much anymore old in news. our household wow it's definitely old news and it's all all drew all the time and uh it's all claymore kick <laughs> that's <laughs> major cool. upgrade yeah, I'm 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 deflecting the Claymore kicks to my face. I'm not. Gonna lie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so let's move off into the other title match: um, Roman against KO in a last man standing match. I thought the lead up to this was kind of fun, kind of interesting. You got a little, uh, you know, the the Adam Pierce shtick that we had and and lo and behold nick was very adamant about saying it'll never happen and it didn't yeah. but uh i thought it was an entertaining kind of back and forth with uh him and with Heyman. but what do we expect out of this one uh i mean how do you not have roman win it's kind of it's one of those like predictable things that i think is just gonna build roman. yeah i love ko i really do but he, roman's just on fire right now he, Got to roll with Roman. I'm I'm doing mental gymnastics to try to work out a KO victory here. I, <laughs> I just don't see it happening. I know, I know, I agree. I that's what I mean. I'm like trying to figure it out. But so both champions are holding court forever, almost now, right? Like holding the you know holding the titles. It's you almost you can imagine one of them dropping it. Who's I, you know? So I don't know. That's that's the only thing I'm worried about here. But yeah, I, you I, can't you can't have. Um, in a last man standing match, like it's unless KO has some sort of help, like yeah. Romans just look too strong. He's got the help. He's now got Apollo Cruz maybe with him. I don't know. Yeah. We'll find out more on Friday. Who's more likely to, to drop the title. What do you think? If, uh, if you had a bet, Drew, like, is Drew, definitely. Drew, Drew, Drew. Yeah. 
So the only wrinkle here that I think is is interesting is if one of these guys drops the title. So all right, not even just money in the bank. Not well, yeah, you've got that looming as well. We didn't talk about the Miz and and Money in the Bank at all, but um, you if one of these four, so you've got Goldberg, Drew, Kevin Owens, and Roman Reigns. Are any of them who is the most likely to come back into the Royal Rumble afterwards? Mm. Interesting. So to me, the answer has got to be Drew McIntyre, right? And he drops the title, comes back into the Rumble, and is just furious and goes off. And can he win back to back? And then it sets up him going back to either take his title back or it could build to Roman against Drew, which they they did at Survivor Series, right? It was a yeah. I, I enjoyed it, but I don't think that's the best place to go. But it's certainly some place I can see, you know, as a potential uh, viable option. This is a stretch, I think. I don't know. Yeah, I like that. It's a nice bit of booking, though. I like the. It is. It is. I'll get. I, I'm going to give my fantasy booking a little later. Okay. Well, that's the thing, though. Like, I, I almost like I like Matt's theory there because, like, you look at the yes. field, the Royal Rumble field, and you're like, eh. Eh. No. Eh. See, but I, I mean, uh, we're, I got. You got. Let, you let's got dive right, right. Let's dive right into the rumble. I, I mean, right. Let's go. Let's go. I feel like they have. They haven't booked a rumble that's this wide open in a long time. Like even last year, where we we were excited for it. I thought 2020 was one of the best Royal Rumbles that we've had in yes. decades. And now you're coming in and. I, I, I try to prep for this. I had a list of probably 20 guys that can all, I can make a case for all of them women winning in some capacity until this past Monday, until this past Monday, Monday night out of nowhere, uh, edge comes on and cuts a promo. Now to me, his return last year was one of, one of the greatest that that was one of the best surprises in Royal Rumble history, hundred uh, percent better than the AJ Styles one, yeah. and and he didn't win last year. And that's okay, but Edge has talked about in the past how if he's going to come back, he wants to do it with people he hasn't had feuds with, and you know, uh, Edge versus Orton was perfect return, but you know he got injured. He was on the shelf for so many months. All right, let's skip. We don't want to see that. That's over with. Let's have Edge win the Royal Rumble and go on and give us the real spear versus spear. Oh yeah, that, that people were hyping up last year. People were saying, "Oh, we're gonna we're gonna see Goldberg versus Roman spear versus spear." Nobody wanted to see it. Let's give them this: Roman versus Edge. Edge is the one person who I could see taking that title off of Roman and and ending. WrestleMania holding the title. There's nobody else. I know a few weeks ago I said that Roman is going to win at WrestleMania. I think Edge wins. Now, there's only one flaw in my theory. And Edge in his promo this week said he wants to get back what he never lost. And that's the the heavyweight title. Now, I believe the heavyweight title believe, belongs to Drew McIntyre. There obviously was no universal title, which is what Roman holds. So there could be a little bit of a flaw in my theory, but I am oh, it's just, all it's in gonna on be Edge, Edge versus Goldberg. Roman. Yeah. <sighs> so 
put put Edge to the side for a minute. I I mean, bravo on the booking. I, yeah, that's I, that's another nice solid. Piece. You guys are like on Nick, fire with the booking tonight. I'm impressed. Nick, Nick came strong this week. Yeah, he's <laughs> like he's sipping his drink over there. He's very sad. <laughs> We're, we're seeing a little bit of the uh, 97 Nick that uh, he talked about <laughs> playing playing the, with the Michael's confidence over there. <laughs> All right. So give me a raw superstar that has the best chance of winning, not named Edge. Uh, AJ Styles. Okay. Yep. How many times? Not. How many Sorry. times do you think almost is going to save him from getting eliminated? That is, that is another genius booking. That's I love it. Over under, a couple of, if AJ over Styles, if AJ Styles wins, it's definitely going over two and a half. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah. Let's talk about raw real quick. Um, and I don't know if we're going to get there, but Orton to me, he can't win because we've got to see something go down with him and the fiend um, in some sort of capacity. One guy that's been MIA or last, you know, definitely at least the last week, but the last few weeks, Keith Lee has kind of been pushed under the rug. Yeah. And this was a a a uh, dark horse pick. This was the like buzz. This is what's going to happen. Pick a few weeks ago. I think I even heard Nick say it to me a couple of weeks back, um, saying that Keith I would have been all in. Yeah, that Keith Lee will be the 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 winner here, and certainly can see that happening. I like the last few weeks. I, I definitely like that call i don't i don't know if i'm happy to go there as a final pick but certainly somebody that i think has been pushed to the side for a little bit um and we haven't seen which in my head makes us makes him a little bit more possible as a winner yeah i mean when you're trying to pick these the winner you're thinking of the wrestlemania matches right like Mm -hmm. how nick did so it's hard like AJ Styles is the name that jumps out to me if it's not Edge now that Nick has sold me completely on Edge <laughs> but, but it's but it's almost like a I don't know it's just like a alright AJ's back right put him in a title match at Wrestlemania I don't know it's it's not super yeah. exciting not, nothing against AJ no, Styles no I agree but it's just like a okay he's our guy you know he's just right I'm gonna want to throw him in there um, the Keith Lee thing is interesting right um I don't know who they put him against, so it's tough. It's tough. I but I if they, they edge aside, I go AJ Styles, Keith Lee, one of those two. I, that's here's my fantasy booking. What do you got? All right, Goldberg wins the title. Mm-hmm. He's going to WrestleMania. Nick's other favorite wrestler is gonna win the Rumble and face him. Oh, no. That being Bobby Lashley. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so if anybody's, if anybody's listening, I'm now accepting applicants for <laughs> a fourth member of my Survivor Series team. Um, thanks, Mike. I thought Mike was going <laughs> to your time. What would have happened if he said Undertaker wins the Rumble? <laughs> Goes we, against Goldberg. We wish him luck in his future endeavors. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, all right. Last thing on the Raw side. The Hurt Business has been an interesting kind of dissension in the ranks happening. Who's the one that eliminates another Hurt Business guy? It's, it's got to be Cedric. Yeah. Cedric? I, I love factions so much. I've been like like begging Vince McMahon to bring back factions, especially when the roster got so, so big like it is right now. But why do they have to do everything so fast? These guys have been together for two months tops as a foursome just like 
Give me a slow burn, man. Let it marinate. Yeah. Let it ride. Let it ride. Ready? That's my call. It's Bobby Lashley eliminated both Shelton and Cedric at the same time. Oh, I could see that. That's my call. That kind of, I think that kind of keeps the thing alive too, because you got the the leader I like it. doing it right. Like if it's a one of the upstarts, like Cedric, they're yeah. bickering, and then he's yeah. just like, "Get out of here." Yeah, Lash, Lashley doing it's like more acceptable if you're going to keep him. I like it. Kind of like when Rikishi eliminates too cool, like exactly throws yeah. him out. Deal with it. That was two thousand. And then doesn't <laughs> yep. doesn't mention them in his Hall of Fame speech. <laughs> um, I, I think now here's where it gets really tough. I don't think. It, I, I truly don't believe that the the raw the winner is going to come from raw. I think it's going to. I come agree. From SmackDown. I think I agree. we've seen SmackDown really become the A show over the last few weeks, and the storytelling has gotten so good, and it's gotten a lot of fun. And this is really where the field opens up for me. Um, Shinsuke Cesaro. Um, Big E can even sneak in there. Sami Zayn kind of on the cusp, but that's another player in this in this whole uh, Daniel this whole piece. And then, of course, Daniel Bryan, I, yeah, could be a dark horse for this whole thing, right? But who's who's your now, Mike? You're saying somebody from the SmackDown side. What's I would, take? I would absolutely <laughs> love it. This guy's one of my favorite guys. And he just long deserved a, a big push. Cesaro, man. I think, but I just, uh, I, he's just, I love this guy. I think he's awesome, but I just cannot picture him in a title match at WrestleMania. No disrespect. Absolutely none. I think he's amazing. I feel like you wouldn't, you don't see Cesaro without some sort of like insane build with the fans behind him. Like, I, I don't know. I, I, yeah. I, agree. I love Cesaro too, and I would love to see it, but I, I don't know. I don't. I, My I problem is I look at this. I look at the guys on SmackDown, and it's like, okay, Nakamura, but he already did it. Mm-hmm. Daniel Bryan, maybe, but like, I, if Daniel Bryan wins the Royal Rumble, I don't see him. I see it being one of those circumstances where he gets a title shot but doesn't end WrestleMania. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like he doesn't close the show. Um, then you've got Biggie. I think Biggie's going to get a run in the rumble and look really good, but I don't think he's going to win it. I would love um, to see them do it for Big E. That would be cool. I, like, yes. Big E, like um, Keith Lee, like it's kind of the same mold, right? The big dude. I mean, Big E's obviously a shorter, of course, but uh, I don't know. I feel like Big E is due before him, but I, I, I agree. I don't think it's, uh, that's going to happen just yet. Doesn't matter. Cause edge is going to win it. <laughs> well, uh, here's so- a question. Wait, one question, just to think of it a different way. How many of, these contenders do we think who who has won a previous rumble list them off for me i know sheamus right uh um like in other words right yeah nakamura do you think the person who wins it is uh going to be a repeat winner or is it going to be a new horton's one if i think if it's going to be and this is what's the beauty of the last few years with the royal rumble is that it's all it's you look at the roster and so stacked i mean we were surprised when Triple H won. I was ecstatic. Um, but, you know, Drew McIntyre was a name we kind of expected. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, right. That was for the title, too. Yeah. Triple Nakamura H. Nakamura kind of got the... We, we kind of thought Nakamura may have won that one in 2018. Um, then you got Orton, Triple H, Roman Reigns, Batista, 
Cena, Sheamus. That's like, those are names that are very predictable. Um, That's a, do, I, I feel like in WWE likes to add uh, names to this of guys. They're classic guys who have never won before. So that's why I think Daniel Bryan, right? Like, I don't yeah. Know, like just for the, the history. The history books. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I, he's that's, the other name besides Edge that I could see winning for that reason alone. That's then who did, what he's talking about, too. Another repeat possible winner. Then who do you that, put Daniel Bryan? Who does Daniel Bryan uh, select? Roman. Roman? Roman, yeah. 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 Or Goldberg. Now, can any of these guys... I mean, obviously, we understand Nick Nick is booking Edge to to go over on Roman at, the, at, the, uh, at WrestleMania, but does anybody else have the power to take out Roman and no even in the Daniel Bryan scenario I, I I don't see it and there's the all the the rumors and the internet scuttlebutt is all uh you know Roman is gonna be holding on to this title until the rock comes around well oh that's uh, oh man this I I love the not, Roman angle now it's so, <laughs> it's so good how did Roman really not oh, without a crowd mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So, like in that, with that being said, Roman could could give up the title for a little while, get it back, and you know, again, they're not bringing the Rock back until there's a massive crowd. Right. Here's a possibility for a Roman, a guy who he's faced at WrestleMania quite a few times, who would be making his return, who has also won a Rumble, who also has been managed by Paul Heyman. Ah, I see where yeah. you're going. Yeah. This is the classic CM Punk. No, I'm just kidding. This yeah. is, you're talking Brock Lesnar, no? Of course, Brock. Yeah. I mean, yeah. he's he's still listed on the website as a current superstar, although we uh, <laughs> we hear he's no longer under contract, right? So At least give sign him like that day. You know, you've got me thinking, and uh, I, I said this actually before we knew about Edge returning, and the only other person I could see coming out and winning this thing is, like you said, someone who's done it before. Uh, I actually, maybe he didn't win a Rumble, but uh, Seth Rollins is bound to come back. He won. Is he, he coming won, back? He won a recent one. Did two he? years ago. Yeah, a couple two years. years ago, right? The same year that Becky won. Yeah. And uh, I could totally see him coming back. They advertised him as returning on SmackDown a few weeks ago, and it never happened. And just, like, got dusted off. The tweets got deleted. And so, I don't know. And that's Rollins. Ro- then it's Rollins Reigns, right? It's yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. That's, All right. I'd, I'd, be, I'd sign up. Because he is, a, he is advertised as a SmackDown superstar. So, uh, Edge or Edge or Rollins, give me and, one. And all all this to say, how excited that. how excited are you for this Rumble? This is I'm excited. I cannot like, wait. This is, this is good. It could any it could go any way. I love it. I dig it. It's I, loaded too, right? So, all right, let's talk real quick. Not with your not with your booking cap on, I guess you can say, but. Who's who's the one that you want to win? What do you want to see? Not what you think is gonna happen, but give me a guy that you uh, you probably know is not gonna happen, but you'd love to see it happen. I guess Cesaro for me. Um, yeah, if if it's someone that I I mean, obviously I I want Edge to to win it, um, but it, out of those guys not named Edge uh, or Seth Rollins, I'm gonna go Biggie. 
Biggie's a good pick. Um, boy, that's tough. I would definitely go with someone who hasn't won before. I would actually, I would like to see Daniel Bryan win it because I think it would be fun uh, to see that road to WrestleMania. But uh, someone who's not going to win it, who I think never has no chance to win it, I would love to see Sami Zayn because I think he's one of the the best. He's been a favorite of mine for a while, and I think, I mean, obviously this is no chance in the world, but I would love to see him win. Give me some Alistair Black. That's what I want to see, man. This is a guy that I immediately was drawn to at the NXT level. We got to see him in person a couple times. And man, he's been off TV for a bit. His wife disappeared from the company. And I would love to see a full, strong Alistair Black come out and just put on a dominant performance and uh taking home the royal rumble again i know it's not gonna happen yeah no don't forget last year uh i believe when Heyman was doing the booking alistair black was a name that he pushed uh and he wanted he pushed for black to win the royal rumble that's that's the one for me but i can't see it happening because he's got this supernatural feeling this supernatural aura around him that Bray has got on lockdown right now. So I just, I I can't, I can't see it happening, but yeah, I I know we, I would love to see it. I know we touched on it, but uh, I mean, it's, it's gotta be inevitable that Bray or uh, uh, the fiend or Alexa is going to eliminate Orton from the rumble. Something with those guys is going to happen because Neither of them are going to win, and um, you know that that has to come to a to a close at WrestleMania. Orton Fiend. I think you, I think you're right that there'll be some shenanigans going on, and yeah, neither of them will will, we'd be, will win. But we'd be shocked if it goes any other way, right? Like that's a clear yes at some point, right? Um, but now that you bring up Alexa, I think a good transition over to the women's side, and the women's rubble. I feel is a little bit. It, it feels a little bit more predictable. I feel like there's a couple of uh, a couple of women that you can, you know, see above the rest of the pack. And for me, I'll come out right and say it. But to me, it's got to be a Bianca Belair show here. I mean, we just talked about 97. And I feel like she's going to put up that Austin type performance where she's the one eliminating 10 people and standing Listen, tall at the end. Whatever she does as long as she erases that whole like ding dong hello segment that <laughs> her and Bailey had on on SmackDown this past week. Um, just you know, no, but she she was awesome in last year's Royal Rumble. Um, I am all for her winning that, but I think I want to see Alexa win it. Um, I love uh, that. You know, her character right now is so good, but I want to see, and I know we're going to continue to see her evolve. The only thing I ask is just get some, some new gear. Uh, don't look like you just went into hot topic, um, (laughs) and picked out your outfit, uh, before the show, Alexa, you deserve more. Um, this this has got to be a, this is in mid metamorphosis. I guess it's the it, has to be. It, it, it has this to Monday be. was really good. Uh, and this, mm-hmm. this kind of like shape shifting kind of like uh, transition from one Alexa to the next Alexa to the next was r- a lot of fun. And Randy Orton comes out of nowhere and gives her an RKO, which I thought was 
a ton of fun and I didn't see coming in the middle of that match. I was expecting her to walk out of there with the title on Monday night. And, uh, it, it, it certainly didn't happen. <laughs> um, but man, I think those are, those are the two for me. I mean, it's, it's, it's yeah. gotta be Bianca. It's gotta be Alexa or it's what about no, no Charlotte, please. Well, no, which exactly. I think they've they've set up no Charlotte by I giving so us too. this terrible uh, Lacey Evans Charlotte gimmick that is not necessary for for Charlotte. How about Shayna Baszler? Any chance they build her back up? I think more likely is uh, debuting Rhea Ripley. Mm. I could see that. It's a good call. Yeah. Uh, How was and who else? Sonya Deville. She. Uh, I think that'll be a fun one. She's got this new role as like an authority figure on SmackDown. Yeah, what's up with that? I'm with you though, Matt. I think it's uh, Bianca Belair's to lose. I think that's the like you said. This it's much more cut and dry than the men's Rumble. I think she's at the, at the very least she's going to have that breakout. So it'll be interesting. Be nice to see something fresh. Could be I, Bailey. Could I, be. Yeah, it, they could fire that back up again. You're right. Well, that's what's interesting about the women's rumble is that it's still such a, it's still a new event, right? Like it's right. A, it's a few years old, and uh, you you want to, I wouldn't be surprised if WWE cycles through their their superstars, you know, and and maybe like I was saying before with the men, like they like to give their their top talent a rumble win just for the resume. I think so. You never know; it could be one of the old uh, standbys. So. Uh... Who's like? Who's more likely to show up, Becky or Ronda? Which one? Becky. 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 Yeah. You Becky so? looks amazing. How old's the baby? Uh, not that old. <laughs> but <laughs> okay, I think Ronda. I don't know. She's been she's been teasing. She's been teasing stuff. Well, Ronda's not. She just posted a picture with her and the kid, right? And that that was all I saw from. Is there more teasing that I just not? Yes. Or that I uh, not seeing. Yes. Recently, she posted. She updated her profile on Twitter, um, and and We're changed her, her bio. No, she changed her bio to "Time to go to work." She's on Cybernetico. So, <laughs> give me Becky. I am Becky's my girl. Either yeah. one of those two does show up. Do they win the rumble? I think that's very possible too right like if becky shows up she's there at the end at the very least i i I would imagine yes but i uh yeah who knows i still think that uh bianca's my pick i'm with a very good pick going in on bianca as well i'm gonna stay with ripley i'm going alexa hey nick question yes We, we talk about uh Orton being cost, uh, you know, his rumble entry or getting eliminated because of uh, the fiend or Alexa. Could you possibly see it go the other way where Orton shows up and messes with Alexa? Ooh, I like it. That'd be something kind of new, right? Yes. I like that idea. And Uh, and, with a wig on? (laughs) No, (laughs) no, no. He just like shows up and, you know, messes around a ringside, not with a wig on. It distracts her. Like Sant- like, Santina was in the rumble for the uh, women last year, right? Ladybug yeah. situation. <laughs> no, I mean, like, and of all the people to do it, Orton's the guy. Oh, totally. Show up in the women's, and, you know. Yeah, like someone, like I think Matt said, look like Marv from Home Alone. With that, that. <laughs> that, that was the internet. <laughs> that was the internet. Thank, thank you, internet. Did we get... Do we get official picks for uh, the men's rumble here? Do we need to backtrack? 
Well, your so, edge. So yeah, I'm gonna go Daniel Bryan. I am also gonna go Daniel Bryan. I'm gonna go. I know I said I don't see a winner coming from the raw side, but I'm gonna go Keith Lee. Do it. Let's yeah. Let's go there Keith go. Lee. I know. All right, guys. Well, uh, I think it's time to wrap this up. Uh, I've got a little treat with my four-year-old Hudson and sitting down on the microphone. So I'll share that uh, for us now. So let's, let's ring that bell. I'm here with, what's your name? Hudson. And what are we going to talk about, Hudson? Wrestling. Yeah. Do you like wrestling? Yeah. So we'll talk on the microphone for a little bit. What do you think? Yes. Yes. The other day we were in the car and then I started saying that the Royal Rumble was soon, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we started talking about who was going to win. Mm-hmm. So who do you think is going to win the Royal Rumble? Mm, I think Drew is going to uh, be in it. You think Drew is going to be in it? Uh-huh. And I hope Drew is going to win. You got the hiccups, huh? Yeah. Yeah. You think Drew is going to win? Yes. So Drew is facing Bill Goldberg in a match. Who do you think is going to win that one? Drew McIntyre. Why do you think Drew is going to win? Because his Claymore kicks are very, very good. Very good? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you think it's better than Bill Goldberg's move? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you think that's why he's going to win? Mm-hmm. So what if Drew is not in the Royal Rumble? Who else do you think is going to win? Who is going to be in the Royal Rumble too? Too. Seamus, John Morrison, Daniel Bryan. I want Drew. I mean, not Drew. No. Seamus and AJ, I hope, is going to win each one. Okay. Um, Randy Orton's in it. Otis is in it. The Miz. Not anyone else. No. Cesaro. No. Jeff Hardy. No. How about Shinsuke Nakamura? Him also, too. Yeah, him also, too. (laughs) Big E. Think he can win? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. And also him, too. So you narrowed down Seamus, Shinsuke. AJ. AJ. Or Drew. So those are your four guys? But don't forget AJ. AJ. You said AJ. Oh, yeah. Seamus, AJ. Nakamura. Nakamura. Or Drew. Uh, or Big E. Or Big E. You got five guys. Okay. Uh, okay. Mm-hmm. Did you have fun talking to me on the microphone? Yes. Yes. You want to do it again sometime? Yeah. Yes. Okay. We're going to say bye. Bye. See you later. See you later. Let's talk about Extra Cooler this week. So I thought we we got a couple of really cool pieces uh, from you. And I think my favorite of the last two weeks was inspired by who your Royal Rumble pick is on the men's side. And you you fired off that edge piece pretty, pretty quick. I thought it was pretty awesome. Yeah, I'm I'm pumped about my little guys. Uh, you know, I'm selling some eight by tens over at Extra Cooler Art dot com and uh you know i have to go with edge for the royal rumble because that guy 
is actually, believe it or not, the first wrestler that I designed a piece of artwork for on ProWrestlingTees.com. It was when I was in my Hasbro stage and uh, he embraced it. And I got a nice $25 gift card to Pro Wrestling Tees for it. Um, You know, and so... (laughs) uh, What was the... what was Edge's move in the uh, in the Hasbro uh, artwork you did? You know, I believe it was uh, something that had to do with the rated R gotcha. because we couldn't yes. we couldn't yeah. we could not use Edge in the design. Oh, okay, and cool. we, and we didn't we didn't want to put Adam Copeland on the design, gotcha. so it was uh, he like was rated R smash or something. Correct. Uh, he was allowed to use uh, rated R because that was not copywritten by the WWE. That's cool. Yeah, and then uh, this past week also, uh, recently a big fan of uh, Raquel Gonzalez uh, hit me up and he wanted some designs for some fan shirts. And uh, I went and posted some recent commissions to my story and sure enough, uh, Raquel reposted the artwork, which is always exciting and gives me, you know, a little bit of hope and little extra respect for a uh, wrestler. Um, so, yeah, she gave that. And then not only that, we had the pleasure of uh, chatting hey, you didn't back say what it, You didn't say what it looked like. It, it was really Oh, yes. Cool. Apologies. You know, what her and Dakota Kai are doing, they are, they are trying to pull off that uh, Sean and Diesel. So it was Raquel's name in the uh, Diesel Power design. <laughs> so, really yeah. Cool. Thank you. Uh, you know, I get hit up a lot on Instagram with ideas and some come through and uh, this guy came through. And so if you got an idea, hit me up and uh, maybe we can make it happen at extra cooler on Instagram or Twitter. And uh, while you're at it, head over to my Instagram at extra cooler and vote for our homework for episode five. We've got four matches up there uh, and then we will uh, during the Royal rumble, we will uh, post the finals. Be sure to follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Extra Cooler and the podcast, uh, The Extra Cooler Show on Twitter at Extra Cooler Show. Uh, If you've been following the show, make sure uh, you uh, give us a rating, throw us a review. I said this last week on the podcast um, at the end. If you throw us a review and you're the first person to throw us a review, screenshot that, send me a message, and I will send you a piece of artwork. We were very lucky enough. Some guys wrote us an awesome five-star review, but he never screenshot it and sent it to me. So I have no clue who he is. So again, write us a review. Give us five stars and screenshot that. Send it my way. uh, And I will send you a piece of artwork. You pick your choice. All right, guys. We will see you all next week. Uh, I'm signing off because I'm bizarre.